This is the Build Wealth Canada podcast, episode number 35. Welcome to the Build Wealth Canada podcast, where it's all about becoming debt-free, accelerating your wealth, and taking control of your money. Now, here's your host, Cornell Schreiber. Hey, it's Cornell, and welcome to the Build Wealth Canada show. Today, I'm excited to have Randy Cass on the show, who is the CEO of Nest Wealth, which is a top robo-advisor service here in Canada. Now, if you're not sure what a robo-advisor service is, then don't worry, we actually will cover that in depth in the interview. But in a nutshell, it's basically the easiest way that you can partake in index investing. So you basically just have to answer several questions regarding your investing goals and circumstances, and then you just deposit the money that you want to invest, and they take care of it all for you. So you don't have to build your own portfolio, you don't have to do your own trades, you just transfer the money you want to invest, and they take care of the entire investing portion for you. And what's also really neat is that you can even automate it so that a set amount of money from your paycheck gets invested automatically every month. So it's a really nice way to basically stay disciplined, to pay yourself first. And it's really something that you can do if you're just investing totally by yourself. Since the do-it-yourself services, like the one that I use, for example, they don't offer that level of automation. So it's a really nice feature that you can get where it's all kind of automated, you don't have to actually go in every single month and manually do these investments yourself like what I do. So all in all, it's a really nice offering and it's especially a great option for those just getting started and for those that want to switch from expensive mutual funds to much less expensive ETFs. It's also a really good option if you've known that you should be investing for a while now, but you keep procrastinating on it. So as you know, there's a fair bit to learn if you are doing it all yourself. So it's really easy to procrastinate on things like this as not everyone wants to read and learn about investing you know, after work and on weekends. So this is one of the easiest ways to get into the investing world while minimizing the potential mistakes that you can make. Now, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you may be surprised that I'm actually endorsing RoboAdvisor since, of course, they do charge a bid in fees for the services that they offer in exchange for basically the massive convenience that you get in return. So as you know, I'm very keen on keeping fees as low as possible, as that is one of the biggest factors that will impact how much your portfolio will earn over time. But the thing that attracted me to Nest Wealth is that their fee isn't a percentage of your portfolio like it is with the other robo-advisors. And this is actually something that can save you a lot of money over the long term. So this is actually a big deal because as your portfolio gets larger, the annual fees that you pay with other robo-advisors really start to climb, which was kind of one of the big reasons why I was really you know, reluctant to even you know, talk about robo-advisors on the show. So for example, let's say you've been investing for a while and your portfolio is, let's say, $150,000. Well, if your robo-advisor charges a fee of 0.5%, then that means you're paying a fee of $750 per year. Now, that's a fair bit of money to be spending on fees per year. So you can't Contrast that to Nest Wealth, where you're just paying a flat fee of $40 a month. So you're basically, when you do the math, you're actually saving $270 per year just because you went with a flat pricing model instead of a fee-based, uh, you know, as a percentage of your assets. And as you can imagine, the savings become larger and larger as your portfolio grows because you aren't paying a fee as a percentage of your portfolio size. So for example, if your portfolio is eventually, let's say half a million dollars, then you're paying Nest Wealth $80 a month for the service, which is basically what their monthly fee is capped on. So you won't pay any more than that, no matter how large your portfolio gets. Now contrast that if you go with uh, one of the other robo-advisors out there that let's say charge you 0.4% to manage that amount of money. And, and this is actually what many robo-advisors charge 
charge for managing an amount that large here in Canada, you know, at the time of this recording. So basically that means that you're paying a typical robo advisor $2,000 per year to manage that $500,000 portfolio. Whereas with Nest Wealth, you're only paying $960. So, you know, this is an example of that where you're actually saving $1,400 per year by going with a fixed rate model that Nest Wealth offers versus a percentage-based model that the rest of the robo-advisors seem to offer. So in other words, because you have a flat fee that is capped over at Nest Wealth, you're no longer being charged more and more for the exact same service as your investment portfolio grows larger and larger over time. So to me, that's really appealing. And as you can see by the math, you could be saving over 50% per year by going with this fixed rate model with Nest Wealth. Now, as much as I like this type of setup and is what first attracted me to Nest Wealth, I'll definitely give you my full disclosure here and say that I still choose to do everything myself just because I personally find it really easy to do. I enjoy it. And of course, by doing it yourself, it's what lets you have the most control over what you invest in and it will result in you paying the lowest fees possible if you do it properly. Now, with that said, I've realized over the years that not everyone is like me in that regard. Just like there are many people that would rather, let's say, get the oil changed by a mechanic rather than do it themselves. Themselves, the same goes for investing. There are definitely many Canadians out there that are happy to pay a bit in fees if it means they get the time-saving components that robo-advisors offer, such as you know automatic rebalancing, automatic portfolio creation, automatic investing, where you can actually set it up so that money is automatically taken from every paycheck and invested. I'm personally willing to do these things myself to save on the fees, even though it takes more time, but I totally understand that not everyone wants to or has the interest to learn how to actually do it themselves. And so that's what robo advisors like Nest Wealth come in. So here's the thing. If you want to learn how to do it yourself to pay the lowest fees possible and have that extra level of control, then you can, of course, try out the do-it-yourself investing course that I made that I have on the site, where basically I show you how to do everything step by step so that you can look over my shoulder and see exactly how I invest every single month to pay the lowest fees possible. And this is exactly the method that my wife and I use to help us become financially independent at the age of 32. Okay, so if that is something that you want to learn more about, you can try out the entire course risk-free for two months over at buildwealthcanada.ca slash invest. That's buildwealthcanada.ca slash invest. And of course, as a student, you can ask me questions there too when you get priority over the dozens and dozens of questions that I get asked from the show. Now, if, however, you're okay in paying a bit in fees for all the automation and time-saving features, then at least try out Nest Wealth. And I've actually arranged a deal with them for Build With Canada listeners where you can actually try them for free for three months. All you have to do is go through the special link that we set up to get the three months free, which is buildwealthcanada.ca slash nestwealth. So that's buildwealthcanada.ca slash nestwealth. All one word. Now, if you're not sure which option is right for you, if you're not sure, you know, should you, do you want to be a do-it-yourself investor? Do you want to just have everything kind of automated for you by using a robo-advisor like Nest Wealth? Then you can actually sample both of these options risk-free and then decide which type of investing is best suited for you. So the investing course comes with a 60-day full money-back guarantee. So you can actually go through the entire course if you want. And if you decide it's not for you, just send me an email and I'll get you a full refund, no questions asked. At the same time, you can also sample Nest Wealth for free for three months so you can test them out and see if the added convenience and automation are worth the fees for you. So ultimately, you can basically try out both options for several months risk-free and then you can decide which option is a better fit for you. 
At that point, if you decide that Nest 12 is a better fit for you, you can just get a full no questions asked refund for the course by sending me a quick email. Or if you decide that you do want to do it all yourself to save on the fees, then you can just cancel your Nest 12 membership before your free three month trial is over. So either way, there isn't really any risk. And if for whatever reason, neither of those options appeal to you, then obviously you can just cancel both of them and then you actually haven't spent any money either. All right. So try out Nestwealth for free for the three months by going to buildwealthcanada.ca slash Nestwealth. That's buildwealthcanada.ca slash Nestwealth. And you can also try out the do-it-yourself investing course risk-free for two months. So you can actually learn how to do it all yourself and pay the lowest possible fees by going to buildwealthcanada.ca slash invest. That's buildwealthcanada.ca slash invest. All right, so as I mentioned earlier, today's guest is Randy Cass, who is the CEO, founder, and portfolio manager at Nest Wealth. Now, Randy brings over 15 years of experience in the financial services industry over to Nest Wealth. And prior to founding Nest Wealth, Randy managed quantitative portfolios at the Ontario Teachers Pension Plan and institutional assets at Orchard Asset Management. Randy's previous company, First Coverage, won multiple awards as a top startup, including a financial services Morningstar Award for the best use of technology in Canada before it was ultimately sold in 2011. And Randy actually also hosted market sets on BNN between 2012 and 2014. So ultimately, Randy is committed to providing Canadians with a personalized and professional wealth management solution that lets them keep more of their money. All right, now let's get into the show. All right, Randy, welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Great, great to have you. Yeah. So, I mean, just for those getting started in investing, can you explain a little bit about what a robo-advisor service actually is and especially why we should care as Canadians in the first place? Yeah, it's a great question. It's a great starting point. There's, there's been a lot written uh, in the press about a robo-advisor service over the last few years. Uh, and the truth is, even though it sounds a little awkward, um, maybe even off-putting, it's not that dissimilar from what a traditional relationship with an advisor in Canada would be. And by that, I mean um, all the aspects of uh, I want someone that I can speak with, I want someone to look after my money. Uh, those are all part of robo-advisor services in Canada, but where the differences exist are the utilization of technology and, and how the services can make the experience vastly better for the customer or investor by doing things in a more efficient manner. Let me explain. You used to have to walk downtown or go downtown and sit in an advisor's office for a couple hours, fill in paperwork, answer questions, uh, paperwork would go back and forth. It would take weeks to open an account somewhere. That whole process at a robo-advisor is handled online. It's digital, it's smart, all the signatures are digital, no paperwork's involved. So what used to take weeks, can now take 10 minutes and be done from the convenience of someone's home. The next step, actually creating the portfolio, used to be almost impossible unless you had 500,000 or a million dollars to have a portfolio created for you. And robo-advisors give everybody the ability to have portfolios customized and created for them based on their specific answers. And the final thing that probably distinguishes a robo-advisor from a traditional advisor relationship is the cost. The, the notion that you don't have mahogany-laden boardrooms, that you don't have a sales force, that you don't have all these legacy costs built into it means that what used to be only accessible at a point, two points, meaning percentage of whatever your assets were, is now available to millions of Canadians that wouldn't have had access to that kind of portfolio customization and sophistication 
at a fraction of the cost. So really what robo-advisors are doing are taking the most sophisticated relationships that used to only be accessible and available to those with lots of money and making them accessible and available to Canadians regardless of where they live or how much they've saved. You know, that's, that's a great answer. And, and yeah, just to kind of elaborate on that, I think um, just for anybody that's kind of new to this now, what Randy's talking about is because kind of the traditional way, and I mean, jump in Randy here if I'm if I'm mistaken, but kind of to my knowledge, the way it's, it's kind of been done kind of, in, you know, the traditional sense was that somebody, you know, has, let's say, you know, a million dollars to invest and then the, 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 so they go, you know, all these banks want to work with them and they'll charge them something like, let's say 1%, you know, for these kind of services. And so, you know, 1% of a million dollars is kind of enough money that it makes it worth their while. But if you're, let's say like, uh, you know, you're fresh out of school, you've got, you know, let's say good career prospects, but you don't have that much, you know, money kind of ready to invest yet. Uh, let's say you've only got, you know, a thousand dollars. Well, you know, 1% of that is, is $10, right? So no one's going to be crafting a custom plan for you when all you're giving them is let's say ten dollars right i mean that's that's just they couldn't survive as a business yeah, if they and, did that right and, and cornell as as clear and eloquent as you've stated the case the truth of the matter is that um it's not just those with a thousand dollars that were finding them unable to access portfolio management solutions. So for example, you asked at the end of the first question, why should we care about robo-advisors? And the reality is because the emergence of this type of company is the easiest and cleanest solution to help people achieve their financial goals in Canada. Canada is the highest feed country in the world when it comes to financial services. People might be uh, uh, amazed by that, but Morningstar does a survey every couple of years, and we're the only country when it comes to fees that has been given a grade of F. Uh, the state gets an A. Italy gets a D. We consistently get an F. And, and while the average mutual fund in Canada charges for an equity fund, that's a fund that invests in stocks, about 2.5%, it might not seem like a lot, but when you realize markets might return 6 7% annualized, people are really giving up 40 to 50% of their potential wealth by being invested and sold and defaulted into these high-fee mutual funds. So when you say, look, people with $1,000 might not make enough money for someone to build a portfolio for them, the truth is that threshold in Canada has continuously gone up. It used to be 100000 then two fifty, then 500000 Now there, there are firms that exist in downtown Toronto where you can't even walk through the door unless you have a seven-figure portfolio for them to deal with. And, and we found when we started Nest Wealth that this was leaving millions and millions of Canadian households with no choice but to either do it themselves and most people just have no interest in handling their financial solutions or, or investing themselves without guidance or getting sold these two and a half percent mutual funds that, that essentially meant they were giving up 40 odd percent of whatever wealth they could accumulate or seven years longer of having to work to hit their goals. Um, it's so critical. Everybody talks about we have a savings problem in Canada. We have, we have a problem where people aren't going to be able to save enough. to. It's so important to realize that if you just take the fees and provide a solution that knocks 80, 90% off of them, um, you're doing a lot to give people a solution that finally makes it probable that they're going to hit their financial goals. So it, it, it's so critical to get the word out about what robo-advisors or as we sometimes refer to them, digital wealth management solutions are actually doing for Canadians. 
Yeah, and it kind of makes me think of that whole kind of the rich get richer kind of statement, right? Where, okay, if you've got a seven-figure portfolio that you can, you know, everybody wants, you know, they want to work with you, uh, you get this extra special service, you get these analysts, these experts to help you, that kind of a deal. So you get, you know, you get the rich kind of get richer, but if you're not at that high level yet, um, then you're sort of forced to basically just pay for these ridiculous fees. <laughs> so I, I'm glad the... You know, I'm, I'm glad you guys are kind of stepping in to to sort of even the ground a little bit, right? Where you don't need to be this, you know, millionaire just to get kind of something that's that's uh, custom for you, essentially. Yeah, vastly overdue for the Canadian investor. Completely, yeah. completely unjust. And and I mean, uh, we roll out of bed every day at Nest Wealth feeling like we're actually doing something uh, uh, that's going to make a substantial, meaningful difference in, in our clients' lives. Mm -hmm. And then one thing I'm, I'm really actually glad you brought up um, was, I mean, you mentioned the, the mutual fund fees and how Canada has some of the highest in the world. And I mean, that's something that I've been saying kind of repeatedly, you know, just on the show and the blog and all of that. Um, and, but I'm really glad you kind of you brought that up again, because, you know, there are people like I know a lot of Canadians just just based on podcast rankings. There's a lot of people that, for example, listen to, you know, shows like Dave Ramsey, for example, which is based in the U.S. And, you know, and nothing against the show, nothing against, you know, what he's doing and all that. But, you know, but he'll do things like he'll he'll encourage people, let's say, to do mutual funds. Right. Well, keep in mind, you know, he's based in the U.S. He's talking about to Americans. Right. About yeah. mutual funds. So their fees are generally a lot lower than than Canada. Right. I mean, like, like you said, we're ranked. An F, uh, and what did you say? U.S. is ranked A. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, so for an American, you know, it might be a different story, right? There are low-cost mutual uh, funds that maybe, you know, maybe I don't know. I don't study, you know, I don't buy American mutual funds, so I don't know. But maybe there are some ones that actually are a good fit for people. You know, I don't know. Um, but but keep in mind, you know, when you hear people like him or other, you know, American podcasts, other American blogs, you know, talk about mutual funds and all that kind of thing. Keep in mind, you know, they're they're paying a lot less for these mutual funds. So in their case, it might actually make sense for Canadians. I mean, you know, for the most part, we're kind of getting the shaft. So <laughs> so just, yeah. just, just and, you know, and, big, a big flag here for everyone that, that, you know, great that you're educating yourself on the U.S. stuff, too. But keep in mind, Canada's environment is a lot different. We're paying a ton more in fees. And, and I mean, it, it, regardless of the of the geographic difference, which is so critical to understand that you, if you're investing in the Canadian marketplace, you need to understand why its pricing is like it is and how it's different from, as you mentioned, for example, the Ramsey podcast. But beyond that, there's also an education about what a mutual fund actually is and what it does um, that, that needs to be spread wide and far as well. And, and that's the fact that, look, th these funds – are invested in because people are promised that that's a smarter way for them to save money, that that people who run active mutual funds and active investing, again, as your listeners probably know, is the notion that you're not going to just passively get the return of the market, but you're going to try your hardest to actually outperform the market on a continuous basis. And every objective study that's been done on this demonstrates that that's almost as impossible as living forever and not paying taxes. Right. Like it just it doesn't happen over any given year, two thirds to three quarters, up to 75 percent of mutual funds will underperform the single benchmark they were expected to outperform. Meaning if they were supposed to do better than the TSX because they were investing in Canadian stocks, they will do worse. And if you go out for a three year track or a five year track record or even a 10 year track record, 
the number of firms that underperformed the passive benchmark over those time periods is 99%. This is an industry that's looking for a problem to solve. And there isn't one that exists anymore because you used to invest in mutual funds because you needed diversification. Now you have products like ETFs, like exchange traded funds that give you all the diversification you need at 95% lower fees than the average mutual fund in Canada and will give you better performance than 75% of the mutual funds on an annual basis and 95 to 99% over a long-term track record. So in Canada, it's not just the fees. We have a $1.4 trillion mutual fund industry that is really not doing the single thing it was established to do, which is generate a better return than a passive benchmark can generate for an investor. So there are, there are all sorts of issues with the mutual fund industry in Canada right now. Well, that's a great answer. And I mean, that actually kind of uh, answers my second question. I was going to ask, you know, when you guys build investment portfolios, I noticed, you know, you got ETFs are basically a, a core part of your portfolios. And so my question was going to be, you know, wh why did you guys pick ETFs? Why not mutual funds? I think you've, you've already answered that really, really well. But maybe for those that um, are totally new to this, you know, they don't even, you know, don't know what an ETF is or just learning this for the first time. Can you maybe explain a little bit more, uh, kind of, you know, kind of what is this acronym? Why, you know, why should we care? You already touched on it a bit, but maybe just a little bit of a background for, for those just sure. getting started. So, so an exchange traded fund, I mean, for, for all intents and purposes is almost identical to a mutual fund in the sense that it holds a bunch of underlying securities. Um, a mutual fund would hold a bunch of stocks that the investor, uh, that, the, that the manager likes and, and thinks are going to do well. And uh, an ETF will also hold a bunch of underlying stocks, but they'll hold them because they're trying to replicate and give people exposure to a benchmark. And a benchmark would be something that you turn the news on at night. And they talk about the stock market being up or down, and they mention maybe the S&P 500 or the Dow 30 or, or the TSX Composite. Those are benchmarks, and they do exactly what you'd assume they do. They give you a snapshot of what the overall market, at least that part of the market, did. And if you wanted to invest in the S&P 500, for example, it used to be incredibly costly. You would have to buy each of the 500 stocks to do it. This is going back four or five decades now. You would have to um, pay the trading commissions on each of them. And the, you can imagine back before the days of, of kind of commoditization of trading and, and the commission reductions, that that would have been an incredibly costly uh, endeavor. But what started mutual funds really was the smart idea of someone to say, all right, well, why don't we just put them all into one fund and then sell units of the fund. And people said, that's a good idea. And they and they started charging a, a fee to do that. And then ETF said, well, why don't we do that and do it at a vastly cheaper cost because we're not gonna try and outperform the fund. We're just gonna give people the exact same return as the S&P 500 by holding the exact same stocks in the exact same proportions. And that's how the ETF industry was born. It was really born at a giving people exposure to different parts of the market without the overhead costs of hiring these super smart PhDs or um, super smart fund managers to go out and try and outperform the market, which they really objectively has been demonstrated, haven't been able to do over long periods of time. So ETFs are 
funds that trade on exchanges, which means that they don't get priced at the end of every day like a mutual fund. They actually trade on exchanges like the TSX and the S&P 500. You can buy and sell them during the course of the day. They're backed by large companies, meaning the producers of the funds are large companies like Vanguard and BlackRock. And because the majority of them, and there are thousands of ETFs now, but because the majority of them just try to replicate a benchmark, they don't have high overhead costs. They would give you exposure to a large index like the S&P 500 for five basis points, for example. A basis point is one one-hundredth of a percentage. So for five one-hundredth of a percentage, one-twentieth of a percentage, you could buy something that would hold the entire S&P 500, give you the exact return of the S&P 500 minus those five basis points, or you could buy a mutual fund for 2.5% and, and underperform the S&P 500 by probably around that 2.5%. ETFs are far and away the greatest thing that Canadian investors should be looking at and invested in, and you can get them for almost each and every single asset class that you think you would need to build a diversified portfolio. Mm -hmm. No, thank you, Randy. That's, that's a really good explanation. And, you know, just to, I guess, supplement that, um, just to kind of give you uh, kind of another example. So if you look at, for example, one of the um, one of the ETFs, um, you know, like like the, the BlackRock, for example, uh, it's right now it's selling for uh, $39.77 for one, right? If you wanted to buy one. Uh, and so that basically includes, you know, the, the all the companies in the S&P 500. Compare that, and one of the companies in that, for example, is Apple, right? Um, so Apple, you know, gigantic company, as we all know, just one share of Apple stock as of, you know, t today's recording. I'm just looking, I just, I was just looking this up, Randy, as you were chatting, uh, you know, basically 145 bucks for one Apple share, you know, versus, uh, you know, S&P 500, you're paying 40 bucks. So, you know, you're, you're kind of like, if you want to create the S&P 500 yourself and you're, you want to buy these individual companies, I mean, that's going to be ridiculously expensive and difficult to do, right? Because you're buying them each, you know, one by one, some, you know, and, and one, even one share of Apple is more than what it would cost you to buy this one ETF. Um, you know, so this is just kind of a massive convenience is what my point is uh, to get or for, you know, very low um, dollar amount. So even if you have, you know, thousand dollars to invest, let's say you could get extremely diversified. You could get the whole S&P 500 for that, you know, very easily as opposed to, you know, spending, sort of these massive amounts of money and transaction costs and all that on individual stocks. So I yeah. don't, hopefully, hopefully that, that kind of uh, adds to, uh, that helps illustrate kind of the, because you are paying these fees, right? But the fees are so low that it's worth, the fees are worth the massive convenience you get. And you do actually save money because you're not buying them individually. And that obviously costs money to buy. You know, you're going to pay like 10 bucks a trade anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, ETFs are to mutual funds, almost like uh, the robo-advisors are to the, the traditional industry, if you think about it, right? ETFs are more transparent. They cost less. They're a better product. They provide things that you never would have gotten otherwise, like diversification. They're really... Um, and they've been around for decades and decades right now. Um, they really are, in many ways, the perfect product for retail investors. And still, they only have maybe 7 to 10% of the overall market in Canada. 
and we just need to keep pounding the drum and letting people know about them. Mm -hmm, for sure. So now, what are the other kind of things um, that I noticed on your site as I was checking it out? Um, you do you mentioned that you guys basically, when you create these you know portfolios, you know they're based on kind of the proven investing principles and on Nobel Prize winning theories. Can you elaborate on the Nobel Prize winning theories component? That sounded pretty pretty interesting while I was looking through it. Yeah. So. The entire financial services industry is really based on a bunch of theories or assumptions, uh, and some have been been awarded the, the Nobel Prize. And one of them specifically talks about how you construct portfolios for any given level of risk. And, and the notion is that um, if you are looking at a portfolio and you are willing to take on a certain degree of volatility or risk and you know the assets that you want to construct the portfolio of, there's really only one combination of assets that makes sense for you to hold. And it sits on something called the efficient frontier. And without getting too far into the weeds, the efficient frontier says that you tell me what your level of risk is and I'll show you the mix of portfolio assets that work together best. And it's really about that. It's really about portfolio construction. It's how does this asset interact with this other asset that we're going to hold. And the portfolio, the underlying math is fairly sophisticated and complicated, but in a nutshell, it just looks at what are the correlations between this asset class and that asset class? What are the covariances? How do we make a set of seven, in our case, assets that work best for the given level of risk or volatility that this investor wants to hold. And that is so critically important because if you're not having a portfolio constructed for you that's based on these types of theories and that sits on what's called the efficient frontier, then you're either incurring way too much risk for the level of return you're expecting to get or you're getting too little return for the level of risk that you're willing to take on. And what we do, and this is this is stuff that every single advisor, every single portfolio manager should be doing when they're dealing with their clients, is we go through that KYC, that know your client process at the beginning of, uh, of our onboarding, where we understand what your goals are, what your risk tolerance is, how you feel about um, different things happening in the market. And based on that, we grab one data point and we say, all right, you might be, for example, a score 62.46. And that then is extrapolated to the single combination of assets that we would use that would give you the best portfolio based on your level of risk that you're willing to take on and the assumed level of return those assets are willing to or, or likely to get you. And, and look, no theory is perfect. Even Nobel Prize winning theories have have arguments on both sides of the equation, obviously, but I've been in this industry for 20 years now and flavors of the week and flavors of the month come and go. But when it comes to portfolio construction, there's still nothing better than the efficient market theory and the, and the efficient frontier. And from our point of view, that is how we make sure that each individual portfolio is constructed at Nest Wealth. No, that's, that's a great answer. Thank you. You know, it's, it's exciting, right? I mean, the technology has gone so advanced now that, you know, you're able to take these really kind of sophisticated, complex things and you're able to basically program it, create these kind of algorithms on your end and, and basically construct these portfolios for people based on questions that you ask them, based on, you know, based on their answers. Uh, and then, you're, like you said, they kind of get on that efficient frontier. So, no, that's, uh, I don't know, I'm a big technology uh, guy, right? So, so to me, you know, things like that, anything where you can take something like that and just kind of, make it scale it's uh it's it's pretty exciting for sure 
Yeah, it's it's really interesting, Cornell. That I, I mean, look, uh, digital advisors, robo advisors, like we talked at the beginning, are less expensive for the individual investor than uh, a traditional advisor relationship. And, and when I say that, I'll, I'll speak to how we charge. We start at twenty dollars a month. We go all the way up to eighty dollars a month, and, and then we cap out. We never go more than eighty dollars a month. And, and interestingly enough. People assume that for some reason, the more you pay for something, the better it's going to be. And in many industries, that tends to be the case. The financial services industry is really the only one that's ever demonstrated the inverse of that. The higher the fees get, obviously, because you're paying more out of your portfolio, the lower your returns actually get. There's almost a one-to-one -one correlation in that relationship. You pay more, you get less. And so it's interesting when people realize that what they're getting at digital advisors like Nest Wealth are actually more sophisticated portfolio construction, better objective returns than active strategies, greater transparency and more convenience. Um, we're excited because, as you mentioned, technology is not just leveling the playing field and giving everybody a chance at what used to be the status quo. It's doing more than that. It's opening the door to better solutions and better products for everybody at lower costs. All right, just a quick reminder that we have the special partnership now with Nest Wealth where you can try out their entire robo-advisor service for free for three months to see if it's right for you. You can go to buildwealthcanada.ca slash nestwealth. That's buildwealthcanada.ca slash nestwealth, all one word, to get the free three-month trial. And what's really neat is that even if you aren't sure whether you actually want to join or not, I still suggest you try them out for free at that link as when you do that, they will actually build an investment portfolio for you for free based on what your goals are and what you're investing for. So even if you decide to not stick with them, you'll still learn the type of portfolio best suited for you and you'll also learn what low-cost ETFs they suggest for you so that even if in the future you decide to just buy the investments yourself to bypass the fees, you'll have that portfolio from them and the list of ETFs customized for you so you can go out there and implement it all yourself. All right, so you can get the free three-month trial plus the custom portfolio plus the list of ETFs to buy by going to buildwealthcanada.ca slash nestwealth. That's buildwealthcanada.ca slash nestwealth. And if you decide that you'd rather do it all yourself to pay the lowest fees possible but aren't sure exactly how to do it, you can try my do-it-yourself investing course risk-free for two months so you can look over my shoulder and learn exactly how I personally invest every single month to pay the lowest fees possible. And this is exactly the approach that my wife and I used to help us become financially independent at the age of 32. So you can actually try out the entire do-it-yourself investing course risk-free for two months. You can go through the whole thing yourself, decide if it's right for you, and you can get that by going to buildwealthcanada.ca slash invest. That's buildwealthcanada.ca slash invest. And if you're not sure what type of investing is right for you, then I suggest you actually try both. That way you can see which type of investing is the best fit for you risk-free since it doesn't actually cost you anything since you can always ask for a refund on the course or you can always unsubscribe from Nest Wealth if you find that either of them are not the right fit for you. All right, so once again, go to buildwealthcanada.ca slash nestwealth for the free three-month Nestwealth trial to get the full service, the custom portfolios, and the list of ETFs recommended for you. And you can go to buildwealthcanada.ca slash invest to try the do-it-yourself investing course risk-free for two months where you can look over my shoulder and learn how I invest every month to pay the lowest fees possible. All right, and now back to the show.
And, and you, you mentioned transparency there as well. And, and that was kind of one thing that I really, uh, I, I noticed that on your site as I was taking a look at it. I mean, I noticed that you guys actually list all the ETFs that you guys actually buy. So you kind of, you know, you, you basically show the recipe that you guys are using, right, for, uh, you know, for this. Um, and it's great. But so one of the kind of, I guess, and you probably get this question all the time. So because you guys are so transparent, because you, you list all the ETFs on there, on your site, anybody can just go out there. And like if I'm a regular Canadian, I can just go there, uh, look at what ETFs you guys are suggesting, and I can just buy them myself uh, pretty much for free through a discount broker, just because some discount broker just let you buy ETFs for free, right? So, you know, what's, you know, if I'm just a regular Canadian, why wouldn't I just kind of, you know, steal your findings and use it, you know, sign up to a discount broker and buy all these myself. And then I avoid all your fees, basically. Yeah, no, it's a great question. And we wouldn't even regard it as stealing. I mean, we would encourage anyone that actually wants to do that and spend the time. They're welcome to go on our site. They're welcome to answer the questions that we ask. They're welcome to see the portfolio we'd construct for them. And then, as you mentioned, they're even welcome to look at the ETS that we provide as the ones we use and go build it themselves. And and this is not, um, as much as this industry wants to say this is incredibly complicated and you can't possibly do this yourselves, um, you absolutely can. And if people are are so inclined and, and they want to do this themselves after, after they've gone through the process and seen the ETFs, um, you will never hear me tell them not to. This is, this is, uh, I would feel good that they've created a diversified portfolio and we've given them a good starting point. Where we actually add value those in two ways. Um, one, look, if you're paying um, at most $80 a month to have us handle not only the creation, but the monitoring, the rebalancing, making sure that his ETFs shift in and out, that we're making sure the portfolio is constructed with the best ones. Um, if you're paying at most $80 a month, then a lot of people are going to look at their own lives and their own time and say, you know what, my time's worth more than the couple hours I might have to spend on this a month just to check it and rebalance it. So I'm more than happy to pay Nest Wealth $80 a month to take care of this. And most of our clients would probably fall into that bucket. Our average client is 46, 47 years old. They have an asset size of about $175,000 with us. And to them, they just want to go to bed at night knowing that this is being taken care of in a smart way. It's being taken care of by someone, a firm that has a fiduciary obligation to them to always put their best interests first. And the final thing I'll, I'll, I'll state is that even for those that want to do this and want to undertake this, the hardest thing will be for them to make sure that their emotions don't get in the way of a long-term plan. And that's another reason we see people decide that they want to um, sign up and, and, and become a client of Nest Wealth. It's because it's really hard when things start going wrong to make sure that you're going to stay with the plan that you said you were going to stay with for the next 20, 25 years. And having an intermediary like Nest Wealth um, that kind of controls the process and is there as a sober second voice just to make sure that what you're doing is in the long-term best interest um, is a real value to individuals, as is making sure that when things um, just kind of are boring over a long period of time and you're not paying attention, 
that the portfolio does stay in the right allocation, that it does get rebalanced when it needs to be rebalanced. So all the power to anyone who wants to do this themselves, but we also think we've put together a pretty incredible value proposition to take all that off of your plate and have someone handle this for you. Yeah, no, for, for sure. I mean, um, when, when I first started the, the podcast, I was kind of in the boat of, you know, why, like, why would anybody ever use a robo-advisor? Why would you not just do it yourself? I mean, I mean you, you know, you'd save on the fees, uh, you know, like to me, it was a no-brainer. And then kind of as I, you know, talk to more and more people and kind of learn more about it, I found that, you know, there is, it that, that doing it all yourself isn't necessarily for everyone. Uh, like like you said, right, one, like because you guys are kind of that second voice that can kind of help, that can help prevent it kind of helps you uh, protect yourself against yourself in some cases right like if you know you know you're going to react negatively if there's another you know 2008 or something like that happening you know it, it's good to have somebody in your corner saying you know hey let's review this is what <laughs> you know you don't you know you don't want to just panic sell you know let's let's talk about this right it, it's kind of nice to have that um kind of someone on your shoulder that that like you said is a fiduciary so they actually do have uh, your interests ahead of their own um, so no, so so for sure, my, my views on this kind of have changed a bit. Like I still do all the investing myself. I still buy the ETS myself, you know, but I, I totally understand now that, yeah, not everybody, some people want that extra uh, sort of bit of help that, you know, they want that extra bit of, of convenience. Um, and then the rebalancing too, right? Like I, I'm a big spreadsheet guy, so I have no issues doing it. I find it really, really easy, you know, but I get it. Not everybody wants to open up Excel or, <laughs> you know, yeah. or, you know, like I, I get it, right? That's not, that's not something for me. I'm like, oh, why wouldn't everyone want to do this? But, you know, but I, I get it now. It's, uh, it's you know, it's, it's not something everybody wants to do on a, you know, on a Saturday night or whatever, right? Or, or not a Saturday night, but, you know, when the markets are open and, you know, plugging in the latest numbers and, and you know, seeing how much you have to rebalance. Not everybody wants to do that. So, um, no, so I, I'm glad you mentioned that. And, um, no, that, that's great, Randy. Thank you for that answer. That's fantastic. Uh, and then, you know, anybody really following the financial service industry knows that there's basically a lot of robo-advisors out there already in Canada. And you touched on this a little bit already about kind of how you guys, you know, differentiate, like the value you guys add. Yeah. But what sets Nestwealth apart from a lot of these kind of other robo-advisor companies who can kind of, you know, try to claim something similar? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think Canada, first of all, I don't think there's ever been a better time to be an investor in Canada. I think the options that are laid out in front of you are um, multiples of what they used to be and in many ways um, vastly better, smarter, more affordable, easier to access than they've been at any time in the past. So Canadian investors are really um, faced with a, with a plethora of choices as to how they want to save and accumulate their wealth. Canada probably has somewhere between 12, 13, 14 different robo-advisors that have announced themselves. Of that, there are probably two or three that are um, substantial in uh, their size, scale, operations right now. Nest Wealth is one of them, obviously. Uh, well, Simple would be one that caters to kind of uh, the millennial generation. Um, and, and so when I say substantial, I would say I would say nine figures in assets plus um, and, and growing uh, rapidly. And, and with 
really strong financial support. So first of all, I, I would say that's one thing that distinguishes us is that, is that we'd be um, we'd be one of those leaders in the market, both as a thought leader. We were the original digital advisor in Canada. Um, and and a lot of the things that we've done uh, continue to be copied and layered into other organizations. So um, that would be one thing that, that distinguishes us from maybe 10 of the others. And, and then when it comes to the actual product and, and, and the company itself, um, there's a series of things that we think differentiate ourselves. One, obviously, that we talked about and very, very important is the pricing. Uh, we're the only digital advisor in Canada that does a flat monthly fee. Uh, and that fl flat monthly fee, as we mentioned, caps out at $80 a month. And that is dramatically different than everybody else that charges you a percentage of your assets. So the more that you give them, the more they're actually going to take. Uh, and that percentage can range anywhere from kind of 70 basis points to 40 basis points. Again, that's around half a percent to three quarters of a percent. Uh, we, are, we, we are and always will be uh, that fixed flat monthly fee. And, and we think that's just the fairest way to deal with our clients. Because of the utilization of technology, it will not ever cost us any more to manage your portfolio if it's millions of dollars and it will if it's a couple hundred thousand. And so we just don't think we should charge you any more to do the job. We think it's equitable. We think it's fair and it fits the mission of how do we make sure the Canadian investor gets the best possible solution for their issue or their problems. Um, so one, pricing. And the other thing is when you think of pricing, you really have to think of it holistically. Um, and, and we talked about the ETFs before, uh, and each ETF has something called a management expense ratio, which is how much the underlying ETF charges. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we make absolutely positive that we are always providing the portfolio to Canadians that has the lowest cost when you look at the management expense ratios of the underlying ETFs. So our ETFs, on average, might cost the investor another 12 basis points. There are some digital advisors in the marketplace where they put together portfolios that might be double that, 25, 30, 35 basis points. And so it's just like paying an extra fee. And again, we try and do what's best for the individual. Um, third, uh, personalization. We are the only digital advisor uh, that creates a custom portfolio for each individual that is a client of Nest Wealth. Um, every other robo-advisor in Canada will have a set of portfolios or buckets or default options that they'll, they'll drop their investors into or their clients into based on uh, how close they come to one of those buckets. We are of the belief that each individual has a, a separate situation, a different circumstance, and we create a customized portfolio for them based on that. And we think that gives us an ability to resolve our clients' issues or, or come up with solutions that's uh, superior, really, to any other situation or solution that's in the marketplace right now. Final thing I'll say, and this is two, um, excuse me, I just have to cough again, <coughs> is uh, protection. Um, we are the only... Uh, digital advisor that keeps all our clients' assets in separately managed accounts under one of Canada's largest banks. So every single individual uh, has their assets in an account under their name, under uh, National Bank's custodial arm. That means the assets actually never go through Nest Wealth. 
Uh, checks aren't written to us and then deposited into accounts. They're just separately going from the individual client to National Bank and from National Bank back to the client. We act as the liaison and custodian, of course, but we don't have any access to the individual accounts to move money in and out of them beyond what the instructions from the client are. And our clients, because they are an older demographic, because they have more assets, we have the largest average, uh, sorry, the largest uh, average assets per account globally out of any digital advisor. Uh, they get an extra degree of comfort, an extra uh, degree of peace when they go to bed at night, knowing that their assets are not held with us or subsidiary of us, but are actually held at one of Canada's largest banks. And then the final thing I'll say is the um, the professionalism of our company. Uh, we come from a background of wealth management. Some other digital advisors out there uh, look at themselves as technology companies first, and wealth management just happens to be the industry they're playing in. Uh, we are wealth management professionals through and through, from the compliance people to myself. I've been a portfolio manager at some of the largest pension plans in Canada, I've managed professional money for almost two decades. Uh, our, our, our company, everybody uh, pretty much comes with a pedigree and history in the financial services. We know this industry. We know what needs to be better. We know what needs to happen to make it better. And we build this company as a wealth management firm that utilizes the best technology as opposed to a technology company that just happens to be deal, dealing with wealth management. That, that's how we regard ourselves as different. That, that's great. And then you you talked about the protection uh, piece already a fair bit. So with with that, I mean, because it's actually held not by you guys directly, by by one of the largest banks. How how is the money protected there? Is it insured by the government, or how how does it kind of work uh, from that perspective? That's yeah, a great question. So all our clients, are, because their assets are held at national banks, custodial uh, NBCN, are covered by the Canadian Investment Protection Fund, the CIPF. And that is the same insurance that would be provided at a brokerage account at any of the large banks, uh, at any of the large brokerage arms. So having your assets held in an account with Nest Wealth is no different from a security uh, um, rationale, no difference from the protection you're granted than having it held, for example, at RBC's brokerage arm. Uh, all the same and, and all to the benefit of our clients. Yeah, then like, I don't know, like with the, with with the banks, right? There, I believe it's covered to a certain amount by the government as, or or some sort of insurance as well, right? Where even if you know, because like in two thousand eight, you know, when the U.S. and some of the banks failed, that kind of thing, you know, if that, let, let's say hypothetically that happened in Canada, you know, what that's what a slight, yeah, that's a slightly different mm -hmm. uh, type of insurance that's been set up for the bank accounts. Mm -hmm. This would actually be covered under the uh, um, brokerage account, Canadian Investment Protection Fund. So for bank accounts, I think you're covered up to about a hundred thousand mm -hmm. under the. C CIPF for uh, fraud and bankruptcy and the rest of those situations, uh, you can be covered up to a million dollars. And so it's it's a different um, protection, but it's the same protection that would be covering all the major uh, brokerage and, and investment accounts across Canada. Gotcha. So you're basically automatically covered up to that amount, essentially. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, let's, let's be clear for the, for the listeners. No one's covering anyone against market losses, right? That That's right, right. always a risk that each individual has to take on uh, and, and understand that that 
markets move down as well as up and there's exposure based on the risk you're willing to take on and that's not what any of this insurance is covering people for but it is covering people for uh, um, the things that you would anticipate uh, that are unrelated to market losses um, like the like the fraud and, and, and the bankruptcy and, and there is a great site I'll, I'll get the domain name uh, that people should go to to read about this if they're um, if they're if they're interested in it, and it's called the uh, Canadian Investors Protection Fund, and it's at cipf.ca. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I, I remember uh, being on the report. Yeah, that's uh, that's good to know. Yeah, because I'm sure some people, you know, they're just especially those that are just really new to investing. They're you know they've. They've seen what happened in the U.S., right? And then they're just a little nervous, right? Uh, like I know my generation in particular, right? When I graduated university, we had a, it wasn't long before, you know, the whole collapse happened. So <laughs> some some of us are still scarred <laughs> from that. So I thought it's worth bringing up the uh, kind of, you know, how, how well you're covered. But like, I think you summed it up really well when you said, you know, it's like having, let's say, your money with, with you guys. That's because of the, how it's all structured. That's really no different than having your money with, let's say, TD or you know, or BMO or like, you know, like one of these major banks in Canada. So, right. Um, yeah, right. absolutely. So, yeah. And, so that's and I, I just want to clarify, right. The, 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 the protection at the CIPF is really for insolvency and bankruptcy of the organization where the assets are held. So in this case, it would be, it would be NBCN. Mm -hmm. um, it would not cover for things like the market drops or right, right. misrepresentations or fraudulence that are made to fraudulent statements that are made, but it is there um, for the main uh, reason that people want this type of protection, which is, well, what if what if the organization disappears due to its own um, incompetence? Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. No, that that sounds good. I think that. Uh, yeah, I I think we've covered that one that one sufficiently. Um, I just know I imagine that's a big question you guys get all the time, right? Is what if you know what if something happens to Nestwell? What if something happens to the, the bank? You know what what happens with all my money basically that I've been saving for decades, right? So yeah, uh, and yeah. it's really interesting how people ask that because the real question that they're going for is yeah, what if what if something bad happens to Nestwell? Right. But people are always trying to be very polite when they ask that question. Yeah. Me included. We get all sorts of shades of of gray around the question. We're just very upfront. We're, we're like, look, we never touch your money. It's never mingled with our assets. We don't even have access to it. Uh, if anything happens to uh, really any of the digital advisors that are set up like us, and some aren't, some some actually custody the assets themselves. Um, but if anything happens to Nest Wealth, uh, it has no impact on the assets that you have, which are held at NBCN, which are 100% of your assets. All right, that that sounds good. Um, all right, so let, let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit here. Let's talk about um, if somebody need, you know they want to try this out, they want you guys to build a portfolio for them. You know, they go on your site, they can do basically the whole, they can go through the whole portfolio building process for free. Um, the whole thing, they can see how it would be structured, all of that. Let, let's say you know we're there, we're doing like I, I did this myself recently. So let's say you know we're we're doing it. And um, and there's some questions that we have, you know, when filling out the when going through the wizard, when filling out the questions. Is there some sort of customer support available then, or is this like a fully automated, no actual human interaction type of scenario? Uh, great question. Again, uh, another misconception that exists in the Canadian marketplace is that robo advisors um, don't involve humans on the or, or or not just humans, but professionals on the other side of the computer screen. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And, and part of that has to do with the regulatory environment up here, which actually still demands 
that every individual have a conversation with a portfolio manager, a registered uh, portfolio manager under the OSC in Ontario or the other provincial bodies uh, nationally before any asset allocations are made in their account. So a, a couple things I'll mention. When you're going through the onboarding process, if you have any questions, I would put our customer experience team up against any in the country. Um, they, they seem to be there 24-7. I don't know when some of these people sleep. Um, they are ready to answer any question through chat, on our site through scheduling a phone call if it's convenient for you, email, whatever works for you, you can have assistance at any point of the process and have your questions answered at any point of the process through our customer experience team. And they are fantastic. Once you get through the process and you actually have a portfolio that's being recommended for you, you get the chance to have a conversation with a full-fledged portfolio manager and that really is about making sure that as you've got this portfolio created based on the answers, that your answers are actually reflective of what you meant them to be reflective of. And so any individual that has signed up with Nest Wealth has gone through this process, has a registered portfolio manager that has a fiduciary obligation to them, ready to, they've already spoken to them, but ready to speak to them at any point about questions of the portfolio asset mix or what they want to do next, and a great, phenomenal customer experience team that's ready to assist them with anything that is not directly related with the portfolio mix. Um, I would argue that the level of service, expertise, and care you get at Nest Wealth is better than what you would get at, at a traditional kind of brokerage or, or financial advisory firm uh, across the country. Uh, and, and people should rest easy knowing that their questions will always uh, um, be answered uh, as they deal with our organization. That's great. So basically, to, to recap, I mean, even if you're not a client, you can go through this whole process, get your portfolio built. You can email, call, uh, I think you guys have a chat feature too, right? Where, where, oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can do that uh, to get, if you're not sure about how to answer something, um, if you don't understand it. And then, you, like you said, once you're actually set up, you're a client, um, then you can still get that. But also you get that, that portfolio manager on top of all that. Um, someone that's actually, you know, even even more, even more uh, I guess, you know, trained and, and licensed and, has a, and actually has a fiduciary obligation as well for you. So they have to put your interests ahead of their own. They have to put your interests in front of uh, Nest Wealths, basically, right? Absolutely, yeah, 100%. And so with a portfolio manager, what what are what kind of questions are they ideally suited for? I, I mean, I'm basically just trying to get gauge as to, you know, if you're about to start investing, you know, what kind of professionals do you need on your team? So, I mean, what, can a, what kind of questions are, is a portfolio manager good for? What types of questions are beyond the scope of a portfolio manager like this? Well, it's really, look, I mean, by the very nature of what our service is, passive investing, diversified portfolio, uh, a lot of stuff being digital, um, it, it's, it's, it's uncommon, it's not uncommon, but it's it, the level of questions or the amount of questions that we can be asked as portfolio managers is a truncated set of those that um, might be asked of other advisors, right? No one's going to call us and ask us why we sold Apple because we're not holding individual stocks. Right. No one's going to call us and, and ask us where we think the market's going to be in three or five years or, or next week because we are passive investors, which means that we invest to generate the returns of a diversified portfolio of different market indices. And, and we don't do that 
because we don't want the responsibility of picking stocks or having those conversations. We do that because objectively, passive investing has been demonstrated to generate the absolute greatest wealth over uh, uh, any period of time uh, from three, five, ten years out. Um, and that's what we want to do for our clients, generate the greatest amount of wealth possible for the risk they're willing to take on. So when we have questions and conversations with our clients, it's really about um, does this portfolio match up with the risk tolerance that you're willing to take on? What is your goal? Do you need to have multiple goals? What are the areas that we should focus on over the next little while? I've noticed some inconsistencies in the way that you answered the know your client profile. For example, you say that you're um, really comfortable with uh, volatility and you don't mind short-term drops, but then you say over here that you don't want your portfolio to go down any more than 10% uh, at any given time. And, and so we'll reconcile those types of discrepancies with individuals and then once the portfolio is set up and running, uh, the conversations that we do have tend to be about life changes, right? Something's changed. I need to reconsider my risk profile or um, something has uh, happened as far as capital and, and we have more money. And so uh, I might want to set up two goals now instead of one. Mm -hmm. But we really try and steer the conversations into areas where we can be of assistance and, and add value and trying to help people pick individual stocks or forecast where the market's going in the next three to six months, those are areas that objectively tend to destroy wealth more than add to it. Sounds good. Yeah, so if somebody, let's say, you know, they start off, they're just looking to build the retirement, and then let's say, uh, you know, a year later, they're looking to buy a house, so now they're kind of, you know, their, their goal is a little bit different now, and then maybe, you know, fast forward a few more years, now they have a child, they're thinking of doing like an RESP, um, you know, then so you're saying those are kind of um, you can actually engage with your portfolio manager. You can set up two, I guess, like more than one goal essentially, and uh, and then you can sort of funnel your money accordingly to whichever, uh, however you want. Is that is that accurate? Yeah. So so um, we can have multiple goals for our clients on, on their accounts. Most most don't because goals tend to associate themselves with risk profiles and people's risk profiles tend to be fairly consistent uh, over time. Um, but for example, if you have uh, desires to set up a legacy gift uh, with a multi-decade horizon, but you also have a need to uh, live off part of your assets in, in kind of five to 10 years when you retire and need to start drawing that, that money down, um, we can handle that on our system. And, and one a group of assets would obviously have greater risk than the other group of assets because uh, the the longer the horizon is, uh, the assumption tends to be the more you can withstand short-term volatility at, at the uh, at the benefit of increasing your um, ultimate wealth over a long period of time. So you end up holding more equities instead of fixed income, for example. Uh, and, and that might not be the case in a five or 10 year horizon. So yeah, our system has been built up to recognize that people will have uh, different goals, different desires, different accounts, and we can accommodate that. Um, most people on the system do have one at max two uh, risk profiles that they tend to deal with when it comes to all their assets. Okay, no, that, that sounds good. So if you did, uh, let's say, you had money in an RRSP, and then you decide to do, let's say, the, uh, you know, the home buyer's plan, for instance, right? So you actually want to take some of that out. Are, are you guys able to facilitate that on your on your system? 
Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So okay. anything that people need um, that can be accommodated by a, a bank that you would assume a, a bank would be able to accommodate today, uh, Nest Wealth has the technology to accommodate today as well. Okay, that's great. And then just um, you touched on this already a little bit, but just talking about kind of general strategy in terms of you know how because again when I went through your site, right, you you basically pick what goal you want. And then your portfolio gets structured uh, differently depending on what your goal is. So, you know, are you saving up for retirement? Are you looking to retire now when you need the income instead of growth? Are you saving up for an education for your kid? Are you doing, um, are you, tr you know, trying to save up money for a down payment on a house? You know, so all these different things are different goals that obviously can heavily impact what sort of assets, uh, you know, basically what your portfolio is, right? Because uh, you obviously want some to generate income, some growth, some you want stability. How does, can you speak to that a little bit in terms of how you guys look at these different things and how you try to optimize it based on the goals? Sure. So the goals really, and you were at something that we actually call storyboarding. And that's at, that's at the beginning of the process for a lot of our uh, uh, clients and Anyone who wants to try it out that's listening to the podcast can go to join.nestwealth.com. And this is where we begin to learn about our, our clients a bit. And what it does, and you can do this anonymously, is you can fill in things like how old you are, how much uh, you're looking to save on a yearly basis, and as you mentioned, what your goal is. Now, what the goal does in that part of the process is it really translates it into um, – more uh, human, um, I, I guess, point. So, so if you're if you're saving for retirement, we're going to show you how many years earlier you can retire, or how much more wealth you're going to have. If you're saving for a house, and this is not based on greater performance in the markets, this is just based on the fees you'll save over the time horizon you've identified, and compared to investing with an advisor traditionally and paying a point and a half or mutual funds and paying 2.25 or two and a half points. So, so we're not assuming we have special sauce. We're just showing you cold, hard facts that if you're saving for a house and you have a five-year horizon based on interest rates and mortgage rates and, and what you're starting with and how much you think you're going to add on an annual basis, we'll show you how much greater house you can afford to buy or how much earlier you'd pay off your mortgage because you'd have a greater down payment on the house you were going to buy anyway. Same thing, if you're saving for income for retirement, if that's your goal, we'll show you how many more years your your wealth would last or how much more you could draw down on an annual basis. And, and the final thing, like education, we'll show you how much less debt you would retire, uh, you would be able to graduate from university with, or how much more tuition you'd be able to afford on an annual basis. So what we're really trying to do with the goals is say, if this is your goal, this is the real tangible difference we can make to you getting to that goal. And if it's something else, it's something else, and we'll figure that out with you as well. When it actually gets into the portfolio creation, though, all our clients hold the exact same seven ETFs. The proportion of the ETFs that they hold and where they fall on that efficient frontier we talked about earlier is really based on a series of questions that come after this. The goal doesn't impact the holdings. What impacts the holdings are things like how many years do you have, what your risk tolerance is, what your current financial situation is, et cetera, et cetera. And so this is at its core the sophisticated way that institutions, foundations, endowments have always done passive investing. 
You find the best assets in each asset class, the best ETF in each of the asset classes that we use. You make sure that you provide portfolios that work for a given level of risk, and that given level of risk is defined by the variables like horizon and tolerance and the rest of it. The goals really are for us to show how much fees are impacting the choices that individuals have, and the portfolio creation is done by answering the questions that we ask later on. Okay, gotcha. So initially when you're just kind of doing the, the setup for free when the portfolio is getting created, um, that's basically phase one. And then are you saying once you actually, um, you're, you're a full-blown client, you have everything kind of set up, you know, then you can start doing more, you can start kind of seeing some different, I guess, you know, kind of different graphs, different analysis to see kind of, you know, if you're on track, thing, things like that. Is that how it works? Yeah. You know what? You don't. You don't even need to wait till your client to do that. As soon as you go through the storyboarding process, mm-hmm. uh, you'll get a chance to kind of save your information. Uh, at that point, you can kind of set up an account, provide your uh, your email address, so you can come back and look at it. Mm-hmm. A- and at that point, you start answering the questions that will allow us to suggest the exact mix of ETFs that will constitute your portfolio. And then you brought up something else. Once you actually are a client, every goal you set up. There's the ability to see if you're on track or off track, what your choices are to get back on track, if it's beginning to drift off track. So so we also help our clients manage to make sure that they always are getting close or staying on track for whatever their goals are. Okay, that's great. And then how, how do you guys deal with the whole... Because I mean, there's there's a whole other kind of element with the whole financial planning element, right? Um, yeah. That people need. So, I kind of where I guess what I'm trying to figure out is where do you guys stop and the financial planner picks up, you know, or or vice versa. Where where does a kind of a financial planner fit into the whole thing? Because you guys aren't like you know like you're not a one on one. You know, it's not like everyone gets their own financial planner that spends you know hours and hours and hours and hours with them. You know, plugging everything in for their specific situation, right? So, kind of where, I, I guess, where does it begin? Where does it stop with you guys? I guess I'm trying to get a good handle on. Yeah, it's a great question. So, so look, we think that there is a a really valuable service that financial planners and even advisors can bring to relationships with their clients if if they are really taking a holistic approach. And there are uh, are looking at, at a 360 view of everything that's going to impact this person's financial situation. If the situation might be more complicated than the average situation, then we are a hundred percent believers that value can be added by having that type of advice and that type of relationship. I guess one of the things we would say is that maybe those types of relationships perhaps should be not based on a percentage of the assets that that individual has with that person. And so we're big fans of fee-only financial planners. And there are some that we recommend that we think do incredibly um, strong work and offer valuable advice to their clients and they charge a fixed fee uh, to have a plan drawn up. Um, and, and look, we don't make any money off of those referrals. The only revenue we will ever make uh, from our clients will be solely based on the monthly fee that they pay us. We have no commission splits. We have no backdoor agreements. We have no referral fees that we get from financial fee-only planners. But we do think that they provide a, a good solution, a good service. Uh, many people don't need them. Many people just need to start saving uh, as much as they can um, and and start saving as early as they can or start making sure they pay attention to fees. And that's going to get a lot of people 
farther down the road than they've ever been before. But for those that do want to plan, um, we we fully support that, and, and we work actually uh, with those planners um, to give them access. So if the client gives us permission to give them access to the visibility into the client's account, and they can be a second set of eyes for the clients, making sure that what the plan uh, that they've put together with the uh, financial, the the fee-only planner or the um, the advisor is lining up with the way that their assets are being invested at Nest Wealth. Okay, no, that, that's great. That definitely answers the question. Uh, no, thanks. So, I mean, to, to close things off, um, let's talk about who Nest Wealth is not for. Can you talk about a little bit about that? Sure. So, look, if you ask me, I think that there is... Um, a set of people that um, either have a situation that's vastly more complicated than um, the services provided at Nest Wealth can deal with. And by that, I mean you have multiple tax situations that you need to consider. Uh, you have deep succession planning. You might have a business you own that you need to figure out how to um, work into the process. Uh, you have things beyond um Asset management, asset allocation, portfolio management. Uh, your wealth is 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 not in the six or seven figures, or even the five figures. It's in the seven, eight, or nine figures, right? Those people, they do have needs for services beyond what Nest Wealth can do. Um, people that don't have an emergency balance account set aside. People that if they lost their job or if an unexpected expense came up and, and they don't have three, six, nine months, um, which is hard to do, it's hard to get at the start, uh, put aside in, in a cash account that they can use for emergencies. Those people, I'd encourage them to find a high interest bank account and, and start building that asset base um, so they have a degree of comfort and peace and optionality if, if they do need that money on a moment's notice. Uh, but for 99.9% of Canadians that are in their prime savings and earnings years, uh, for those Canadians that value their time at more than uh, the $80 a month that Nest Wealth is charging in total for this whole process, I think there's never been a better solution in the marketplace for those types of investors than what Nest Wealth has brought to market. And so, well, it might not be for everybody. Uh, we're finding that it really is hitting the spot for the vast majority of Canadians that are looking for the type of solution that we're offering right now. And then what about if somebody has, let's say, credit card debt? How? What's your recommendation there? Would you recommend they get rid of that first before setting up to Nest Wealth? Or what's your thought process there? Look, I, I mean... Credit card debt's a, a really painful thing to carry. I mean, you're, you're paying 20, 30% annualized on that. Uh, if you're making minimum payments, you're, you're going to be eating that debt for a long time. So there is a hierarchy to the way things should be taken care of. So in most cases, absolutely, pay off your credit card debt if it comes to a choice between uh, investing um, or, or paying off your credit card debt and getting a little financial health under you. That being said, there is a benefit to getting into the habit early on of learning how to save and learning how to move assets from your paycheck to your investment account. I would not do it at the expense of having massive credit card debt that I haven't taken care of, 
But there is a balancing point where um, you probably would benefit from the habits of learning to invest um, earlier on. But but absolutely, get your credit card debt under control. Uh, pay that off uh, as soon as you can. Okay, awesome. And then let's let's do the the uh, reverse of that question. Who is Nest Wealth uh, ideal for? What type of uh, what kind of person benefits most from your particular kind of services? It, it's funny that that if you look at the media, um, they talk about robo advisors and digital advisors as as a millennial story, and and they tend to say, look. This is for uh, that generation that doesn't want to walk into a bank and doesn't want to have a face-to-face relationship. And and look, thank thank goodness for all the press we've gotten because it's been very positive. But that's been the point they've been most off on. Um, As I mentioned before, average client 47 years old, average balance $175,000. We are not a millennial story. And when the value proposition is we're going to give you a more transparent way to keep more of your money in a more convenient fashion with absolutely no limitation on the security you used to have in your other financial institution or the sophistication of the product that you're going to get delivered to you. And you're still going to have individuals that you can talk to and people that can answer your questions. Really what this becomes is an everybody's story. And we have a, a, a large percentage of baby boomers that are tired of paying one and a half points or two and a half points uh, on funds or relationships that aren't generating value for them. And when they look and they say, holy, holy doodle, I can take what I'm used to paying ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, and all of a sudden I can turn it around and drop that down to $960 a year. And over the next decade, that's another $150,000 of wealth I get to keep or accumulate that's a value proposition that's really hard for anyone to not look into. And so when you ask who it's for, um, really, it's for the people that feel like they don't want to have to take on the responsibility of managing their assets themselves, and yet they don't want to have to deal with the notion that they're going to be giving up 40 to 50% of their wealth through high-fee mutual funds, uh, and they're looking for a solution that lets them hit the bed at night uh, with peace of mind that this is being taken care of. And that is millions and millions of Canadian households that we would argue the industry just hasn't been doing their best to take care of. And, and solutions like Nest Wealth are filling that void and giving them a viable alternative now. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that about how, because I, I, I definitely get that impression as well. You know, when I see in the media robo-advisors, it's kind of this, it seems like, oh, the, a lot of, there's a lot of repetition about, oh, how it's like this millennial thing and it's this techie thing and technology thing. And, and so I, I almost wonder if there are some, um, you know, people who are older who maybe aren't as, you know, like in, maybe the technology just doesn't interest them as much as it might some, you know, um, young person that just finished, you know, compu- computer science or something, <laughs> you know, like a computer science program or whatever. So they think, OK, this isn't for me. I'm just going to stick with the kind of the traditional way of doing things. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you kind of dispelled that a little bit, that that's not. That's not the case. I, I mean, you know, I've, I've gone through the, the wizard, like the, the, the site, the, the portfolio building thing on, on Nest Wealth. And I mean, it's, it's, very, it's very easy to use. You know, the questions aren't, you know, they're not some overly complicated questions. You don't need a technology background to, you know, to know how to use it or anything like that. You basically just answer the questions, you click next, and then you guys basically just, you know, you automate it. So, uh, yeah, no, so I hope, uh, yeah, no, so I, I hope people that maybe weren't considering it before at least consider it if they think, it's a, if they think it might be a good fit for them. 
Um, Absolutely. And and like I said, it's a large demographic that we have. um, And we we find that they are incredibly satisfied with the solution and the services uh, that are being provided by Nest Wealth. Um, and, and so we think it, it was interesting, and, and maybe this is a uh, an interesting point to kind of wrap things up on. Um, one of the advisors to our company is a gentleman named Bruce Phil, and he essentially created the ING Direct brand, not just in Canada, but globally. And Canada was the geographic region where ING Direct had the greatest success uh, per capita. And, and when they started, um, they were shocked, uh, and, and for those that aren't Familiar, ING Direct was a high interest, um, essentially non-bank bank when it started. It didn't have branches. It was before the internet. You actually had to phone to open an account. And they ended up getting bought by Scotia. They're now Tangerine. But at their peak, they had somewhere close to 3 million Canadians that have opened bank accounts with them. Um, and if you think about it, they were shocked at the start because all of a sudden their demographic, their age, was much, much older than they ever anticipated it would be. And when they did their research, they found it was because the people who had accumulated the wealth and were suffering the greatest pain by being offered really, really low interest rates by the traditional banks were those in an older demographic. And so they immediately got the value proposition of what a higher interest rate would mean for them. And so they went through the effort of changing. And it's similar to what we found at Nest Wealth, particularly with the flat monthly pricing that we provided, that those who immediately understood the benefit that this was going to mean to them and would significantly be impacted by seeing their fees reduced to this flat monthly fee were those that had assets. And those that had assets were the demographics that were older than people were talking about. And as soon as they found out about it, it was a phone conversation or an email thread, and then a transfer of assets into Nest Wealth. And, and as the word gets out, the demographic is widening and, of course, spreading, but it shouldn't be a surprise to everybody that the ones who see the immediate value in solutions like Nest Wealth are the ones that are facing the greatest pain right now, and those are the ones that actually have built up some assets. That's great. I think that's a great, uh, great point to leave on. And uh, yeah, Randy, tell us a bit more where we can learn more uh, from you. Um, you can learn about us at, at nestwealth.com. Uh, there, there's a great website there. There's a great FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions section. Uh, you can reach out to us at support at nestwealth.com. Uh, you can chat with anyone from the customer experience team right on the website itself. You can schedule a call. And, of course, you can go through the onboarding process at join.nestwealth.com as well. Um, look around. Take as much time as you need to get familiar with all the information you want. Uh, we are here to answer any questions uh, that you might have. And we look forward to, to talking to a lot of your listeners going forward. All right. That's awesome, Randy. Thanks uh, Thanks for coming on the show. It was fun. My pleasure. My <laughs> pleasure. Thanks for having us. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please leave a review on iTunes as it really helps support the show and helps bring on great guests. And if you're not sure of the easiest way to do that, just go to buildwealthcanada.ca slash iTunes. That's buildwealthcanada.ca ca slash iTunes. Also, I do want to give a big shout out to Nestwealth for partnering up with the Build Wealth Canada show so that we can offer you three months of Nestwealth for free.
With that, you'll get the full service for three months, plus you'll get an investment portfolio of low-cost ETFs custom-built for you, and you'll get a list of all the ETFs that they recommend for you, so you can choose to go with them or just do it all yourself and save on the fees. So to get all of that for free, just go to buildwealthcanada.ca slash nestwealth. That's buildwealthcanada.ca slash nestwealth, all one word. And if doing it all yourself to save on fees is also something that really appeals to you or at least interests you a little bit, then check out my do-it-yourself investing course where I show you how to do everything step-by-step step so that you're paying the lowest fees possible, have full control over the investments you buy. And in the course, you actually get to watch over my shoulder to see how I actually invest every single month. So you can go out there, do it all yourself. And this is the exact same method that my wife and I used to help us become financially independent at the age of 32. So you can learn how we did it and can try out the entire course risk-free for two months by going to buildwealthcanada.ca slash invest. That's buildwealthcanada.ca slash invest. And like I said, I personally suggest that you actually try both the free three months of Nest Wealth and the do-it-yourself investing course. That way you can see what type of investing is the best fit for you. So if after trying both out, you decide that you don't mind paying a little bit in fees for all the automation and time-saving features that Nest Wealth provides, then just send me an email and I'll give you a full refund on the course, no questions asked. Or if you determine that you'd rather do it yourself to pay the lowest fees possible, then you simply unsubscribe from Nest Wealth before your free three-month trial is up, all right? Now, it's worth mentioning too that both Nestwealth and I invest in broadly diversified ETFs, which offer you much lower fees than mutual funds and can literally save you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your investment lifetime. So our investment strategies are actually the same. It's more a question of, are you willing to pay Nestwealth a bit in fees for all the time saving and automation and convenience that they do for you? Or are you okay with putting in a bit of legwork yourself to totally bypass all those fees and pay the lowest fees possible, okay? So it's a very personal choice. It depends on how much time you want to invest. So this is a very risk-free way of trying out both options so you can actually experience both and then make an informed decision of how hands-on you want to be with your investments. All right, so go to buildwealthcanada.ca slash nestwealth for the free three-month trial, the custom portfolio and ETF list, and go to buildwealthcanada.ca slash invest to try the do-it-yourself investing course risk-free for two months. All right, so have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Build Wealth Canada podcast at www.buildwealthcanada.ca. 